The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. There's one power strong enough to break the cycle of addiction and incarceration. One name that restores and redeems hearts. One true Savior. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Stories of chains broken and hearts restored. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Hello, church. Happy Saturday afternoon. This is Jim Moore, one of your hosts with Prison Transformation Radio. Welcome. Uh, In a moment, you'll be hearing from Pastor Dwight Anderson, Prison Mission Association, who's our host. I just want to let you know we're, we're very excited about the program today. We're speaking with Tom Lundquist of Prison Fellowship. They epitomize the Christian recovery work done not only in prisons, in Minnesota, across the country, um, but you'll hear next week from Angel Tree, what they do with families inside the church community. So, uh, dear Father, Holy Spirit, fill our cars and our offices and our airwaves with your voice. Let it be your voice that speaks yes. this day. Yes. And Dwight, Dwight, welcome aboard. Welcome yeah, back. good to see you again, yeah, Jim. You too, I love partner. getting together with us uh, yeah. and having this radio show is just awesome opportunity. And I'm the director of Prison Mission Association, and I am especially excited to have um, Tom here and Prison Fellowship. They're one of the biggest partners. As a Prison Mission, we provide free Bible correspondence courses all across the country in all 50 states. And one of our biggest partners is Prison Fellowship. Yep. And we, we are featured in there. They put out an inside journal uh, four times a year used to be black and white, and then we were featured in, for, since I became the director, we've been featured every year in the winter edition, and now they've gone to a color, I've got a color copy right here, which That's is pretty right. cool, and we're going to be in next year's, 2018, we'll be in the September, October, November issue, and we get about a thousand students every year from this Inside Journal that Prison Fellowship puts That's out great. to all prisons across the country, and I used to... Uh, read a lot of Chuck Colson's books and things like that. Yeah. And so it, it's a great, it's, I'm just loving the opportunity to get together here and hear Tom be able to share a little bit about the story about Prison Fellowship and the unique story that we have here in Minnesota of an initiative that is now going nationwide. Well, I've told people when we started the program, one of the things that's wonderful about this, we get to bring our heroes on board. These yes. are the people. And I've gotten to know Tom over the years with the R3 Collaborative. You know, we're a thousand different members and ministries. And Prison Fellowship, Tom, always there, always connecting other people with resources. We were sharing off air. It's about the church coming together, uniting the body. My Lord, if we could all work in coordination together, and and Prison Fellowship is just kind of a— it's just kind of a pillar for everything else mm-hmm. to rally around. So just in talking to Tom earlier, I said, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I've been learning a lot about this. So again, Tom Lundquist, he works with Reentry, with Prison Fellowship, specifically Prison Fellowship Academy. So Tom, welcome aboard. Who are you? Well, thank you. Uh, thanks <laughs> for having me. Tell us about yourself today. and your work. Yeah, just a, a really interesting story. How God, in the big picture, uh, invites us to be part of expanding His kingdom. Um, so I'm glad to be here today, and glad to tell you more about what we do. Uh, the last I've been with Prison Fellowship eight years, okay, and uh, currently involved with doing reentry work, uh, recruiting, supervising, training mentors. And then working with welcoming churches, that's my primary role right now. Yeah. 
And that is, um, so often when people think of prison ministry, and I know Prison Mission Association goes inside the prison, mm-hmm. provides correspondence courses, and, and of course, prison fellowship is in the prison, but we'll learn more about Angel Tree next week. Yes. And I see you out in the community. I, I see you reaching out to churches for mentors, yes. and so for other volunteers, and and it's, you know, it's it's how do we get people into recovery after they re-enter society? Yes. So help us a little bit, though. Give us a little history. Sure. Um, Prison Fellowship Academy, but what's this IFI thing? Sure. Where did this all come from? Sure. Well, let me start with a big picture, kind of Good. the umbrella organization. Prison Fellowship's been in existence since 1976. Wow. Um, and our mission is to restore those affected by crime and incarceration. Um uh, we're commanded in Hebrews 13.3 to remember those in prison as though we were with them, which is an important statement. Amen. So we're doing ministry as if our own families were there, our own mm-hmm. friends, our own loved ones were there. Uh, prison Fellowship actually was founded in 1976 by Chuck Colson. He was the former counsel to President Richard Nixon, and he served seven months in prison uh, for his Watergate-related offense. So he, it was in his heart to start this ministry and operate in 1976. Since that time, nationally, we've been reaching uh, 365,000 prisoners every year. Every year. Um, We are active in all 50 states, and we have programs in more than 1,000 U.S. prisons. Hmm. That's 1,000 a day. Yes, yes. Oh, come on. So there's there's a lot of what we do, and just to go over uh, the whole myriad of things that we're active in involving in our programming is, we run connection classes, and these are called these are Bible studies that uh, provide opportunities to build community and develop transformative life skills. So we have people come into different uh, settings and prisons and do connection classes. We also hold hope events, and those are evangelistic yard events where we proclaim the gospel and in the prison yard in the prison yard okay. with the blessing of the corrections officials. And so we see many people come in and, and become, uh, come to faith and begin their journey following Christ. Uh, the academies, Prison Fellowship Academies, are a more intensive programming focusing on holistic life transformations. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a couple minutes. We also do what we call warden exchanges. And this is an exciting thing we've been doing for three or four uh, classes so far. It's a values-based leadership training program helping wardens create safer, more rehabilitative prisons. So we've been doing that online. So you work with the wardens. This yes. is actually to support we'll the wardens. We'll have 20 to 30 wardens sign up for a course of an online course where they will meet and then they will, they'll receive instruction on leadership. And the idea is how to better lead their prisons. So you're transforming prisons. Yes. That's uh, and, what and we it's, do. Right? It's, it's <laughs> yeah. been very yeah, well good. received. Very yeah. well received. How many in Minnesota prison wardens the, have taken the course? Uh, well, they've had four do four it. Wardens. And then they've actually adopted the model and are doing it within their own system here. Is it state and federal or just it's, state? It's federal and state. Okay. Wow. So we do this nationally. Awesome. So we're very excited about that. We're very active in reentry efforts uh, that we work with local churches and community agencies to connect uh, reentry resources for men and women to housing, jobs, and uh, helping them be in uh, recovery support. That's a real critical issue. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about that. Um, and then also, and, and not least of all, we do advocacy for justice reform. We're very involved in, in working with uh, federal and national uh, 
uh, government trying to provide uh, more f- reform for criminal justice. Justice fellowship, right? Yeah, yep. that's right. So I did one thing that, that struck me, and I see this in the R3 Collaborative. You talk about being faith-based and values-based, because I know we are decidedly Christian, mm-hmm. and, and many of the ministries are, and many of the volunteers inside of prison, but there is a broader recovery community Absolutely. that is principle-centered people and value-based. Yes. And, yes. And, and, and tell us about how do you include the broad spectrum right. of people? That's a good question. Uh, we uh, do ministry on a number of different levels. Uh, as, as Christians, we invite people to place their faith in Christ. And we're not, uh, we don't apologize for that. We do that uh, very clearly. Uh, We also talk about cognitive thinking and values. And so we invite people to examine their thinking and their commitments on a value level. Good. So we can we can work in transformation on different levels, with the idea that people can decide where they're going to operate in. You're listening to Prison Transformation Radio, and I'm Pastor Dwight Anderson, and I'm here with my co-host Jim Moore, and we're interviewing Tom Lundquist, who's a reentry manager with Prison Fellowship, and we're excited to be able to share with everyone the ministry of Prison Fellowship, and now specifically, maybe Tom, can you tell us about the ministry here in Minnesota, yeah, yeah. which has really now become a nationwide Yeah, I'm glad to aspect. do that. In Minnesota, we were active in eight prisons, and we've got a volunteer-led two-evening-a-week academy at Stillwater Prison and at Faribault Prison. And then we also have a staffed academy at Lionel Lake Men's Prison and Shakopee Women's Prison. This is a more intensive program, and which we'll talk a little bit more about. And uh, it's, it's a one-year program, five-day-a-week, and it's a voluntary program where we invite people to join, and, uh, and then they come to our programs, and we work with them over the course of a year. I've, I've, I've often used, formerly IFI, now, Prison Fellowship, Prison Fellowship Academy, much of my advocacy for Teen Challenge was in the jails. We try to get people, Your Honor, send them to Teen Challenge. Prison isn't going anywhere. Give us a year. Let us see if we can turn them around. But two-thirds of the people were going to prison. So I always said, IFI Prison Fellowship. Yep. When you get to prison, ask about it. Prison Fellowship will come talk to you. So a little bit about how folks get involved in Prison Fellowship Academy sure. as, as inmates. Yeah. And then what does that look like yeah. in prison? Well, uh, Alino Lakes Men's Academy was founded in 2002 under the name Interchange Freedom Initiative, or IFI, which okay. you just mentioned. That's what IFI comes from. Yeah. Um, now, in 2016, we celebrated 40 years of ministry, mm-hmm. and we began an initiative called 40 for mm-hmm. 50, where we we came about and we standardized a lot of our ministry descriptions. And so rather than have all these various ministry names and, and descriptions, we standardized it and we, we renamed ourselves the Prison Fellowship Academy. Okay, And so the idea is that we want to launch academies in all 50 states. So that, that's the history there. Uh, what happens now for women in Shakopee Prison uh, and then the men in, uh, at Lionel Leaks, they can apply and send us uh, an application that they'd like to be in our program. And we go and interview them. And what happens is we're asking for a one-year commitment. It's voluntary. They could quit at any time. Okay. And that uh, every three months we start a, a cohort, a class, at uh, Lionel Lakes, 30 to 40 men. At Shakopee, about 25, uh, 20 to 25 women. And they go through the, the, the course that through that uh, uh, time. And then um, uh, they graduate, and then they come into the realm where I work, 
that I work with helping people uh, do pre-release planning six months before they leave, and then we get them a mentor. And a oh, mentor gosh. meets with them once a week for six months before they leave, and then continue meets with them when they get out of prison. Hmm. So you have a real systematic process yes. that starts inside. Yes. And I also understand if anyone out there has a loved one in prison that you can get a word to on how to get involved, you actually move from whatever your prison in into a separate prison fellowship Christian yes. culture, right? Yes. And your own building and your own place. So yeah. it's really an opportunity for folks who want to turn their life around to really have that recovery program in prison. Oh, That's what always amazes It's me. critical. People change in community. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Tom, can you share with us a little bit about the problem here and how yeah. your purpose of the Prison Fellowship Academy is addressing that problem? Yep. That's really important, Dwight. Um, we have 65 million Americans have a criminal record. One in four people have a criminal record. Uh, each year, federal and state prisons release more than 600,000 people back Amazing. into our communities. Mm -hmm. And without the tools they need to succeed, two-thirds of them will be rearrested in three years. This is a grim picture. Mm -hmm. In Minnesota, 25 to 35% of people will return to state prisons. So this is a huge social and personal cost in terms of fractured families, mm -hmm. uh, fatherless and motherless children. Lord. This cycle has to be interrupted. Yes. So you can see the need is great. Um, our goal at Prison Fellowship Academy is to guide participants to identify life-controlling issues that led to their incarceration, to take responsibility for its impact on their families and communities. And we do this with five different objectives. The first one is we address criminogenic needs. Uh, that's a fancy word for their thinking patterns. Uh, research shows that people, that if we target criminal thinking, criminal attitudes, and negative peers and other thinking distortions, we can help our participants adopt more pro-social thinking. We can help them get better thinking. So that's very important. Uh, the second one is we address substance abuse and recovery. 80% uh, of our people have some type of addictive past. So just to not address that is really a setup for them to relapse. Mm -hmm. So we begin many times, we, we have a Celebrate Recovery uh, in our programs. And, and we're That's moving. the Christian Recovery Support Group, yes. like the AA for Christians? Yes. Yeah. And, and the idea is that people change in, in community where they yeah. get support from one another. Our third part is relationships and community, that we need to help teach people how to have relationships with others and how to get along with people uh, and how to be in a supportive community. Mm -hmm. Our fourth one is life skills uh, and equipping and training people in goal setting, problem solving, and prioritizing. Many people who come from criminal backgrounds and addictive backgrounds do not know how to budget, do not know how wow. to goal set, right. do not know how to keep their priorities straight. And um, they do mean well, but they don't have these skills. And because of that, they struggle. So mm -hmm. having people starting that process in prison and then having a mentor to help you walk that forward as, as you go forward and get out is really important. Right. And then the last one is spiritual formation, that how do we help people develop and maintain a sustained spiritual life? We don't want people to be passive in their faith. Yeah. They need to have an active faith because yes. when they leave prison, it's the game is on. Yeah. If, mm -hmm. if, uh, if prison is the locker room, outside is the game. Yeah. Right? And so that's where the rubber meets the road. 
and that it and, and the last is first the spiritual faith and what just I think it's so powerful about Prison Fellowship Academy and it, maybe it's the academy part it is the gospel it is people getting faith but yes. on that rock you systematically build skills and change thinking and and that's the structure and that's really remarkable and you got the time yes you got the yeah. time yeah. to really do that work over time yeah. one thing we like to do on the program is story time yeah and yeah. so tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe your faith journey, but we also sure. want you to tell a couple of stories about changed lives that have been transformed through Christ and Prison Fellowship Academy. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Well, my own story starts out, I, was, I'm the, I am the oldest of five children, and uh, I uh, did not know uh, the gospel until I went off to a, a, a summer camp when I was 12 years old. And for the first time I heard what the gospel and I ended up praying a prayer to receive Christ. Mm. Uh, I was profoundly touched by the Holy Spirit. I did not know what was happening to me. And I went home not sure who to tell or what to do. I ended up going up to college uh, as I got older, and I got involved in InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And I started getting into Bible and getting into good uh, Bible-believing churches, and I just grew a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up getting involved in some weekend retreats for people in college. Uh, and I saw God really transform people's lives. So my, my normal Christian life was seeing numbers of people come to Christ regularly. Uh, as I continued in my journey, uh, I became married and had young children. Uh, and I felt like there was a point where the Lord told me, you know, Tom, you need to be more active in your faith. And so I did a very dangerous thing. I prayed. Mm -hmm. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I, I, I waited and I uh, was looking to see how God may answer that. And a week later, my dad approached me and said, how would you like to go into Sandstone Prison and be part of uh, a weekend retreat? And I said, uh, well, uh, not really. <laughs> but you know, as I thought about it, I think, I think this is what the Lord wants me to do. Yeah. When I went in there, uh, I had a, a just a profound experience of seeing a number of men come to Christ, many people be touched by the gospel mm -hmm. and begin a journey to be Christian. Yeah. And I was impacted, I had two takeaways from this. One is there's a tremendous spiritual brokenness yeah. of people in prison. And the second one was the spiritual hunger I witnessed they could not get enough. Please tell me more yeah. about the Bible. Tell me more about God. And so I was came away from that, as, and I continued as a volunteer. Uh, and then more recently, about eight years ago, God gave me the opportunity to come on staff at okay. Prison Fellowship. So that's how I arrived at where I'm at today. And, and your story, I think, speaks a lot to us about what a lot of us go on and we're trying, right, Dwight, to yes. find a way to plug in. Yes, absolutely. It's a great story. Now you're listening to Prison Transformation Radio. We're on KKMS 980, The Mission. And uh, my name is Dwight Anderson and I've got Jim Moore, my other co-host, and we're talking with Tom Lundquist. He's a re-entry manager with Prison Fellowship and your website is prisonfellowship.org if yes. you want more Correct. information. Yep. And um, we know a lot of people, I know like John Henderson, a lot of people that have taken the... Uh, it used to be called IFI, yeah. uh, the Prison Fellowship Academy, and now they're they have their own ministries. Like he's mm. doing Crossing Homes. Yeah. And there's a lot of fantastic stories. So yeah. you might have a couple stories. I do share with us. I do. Let me share a story with you. Uh, one of my uh, friends, uh, his name is Rick, uh, and Rick uh, had multiple prison stints for drug dealing, burglary, violence. He he was a very bad person by his own admission. Never had a driver's license. 
uh, during his last stint uh, out and getting incarcerated in jail, he decided that he was going to follow the Lord, and he began his journey of faith. Uh, he came to our program on Lionel Lakes, he deepened his commitment to Christ. He said goodbye to all his old friends, and then uh, he made plans to get a mentor and started the process of, of transitioning out. During uh, one day, he was working in our operations center while he was still in prison, and uh, one of our officers was sitting there and saw him, and then Rick went into another room, and the officer who knew him from another prison said, I know that guy, and he's a bad guy, and he used some other oh. choice words too. And uh, I said, why don't you talk to him? And I left for the day, I came back the next day, and I said, did you talk to Rick? And he, was, he couldn't find words yeah. to explain. He said, he's a different man. And he said, he's not the same guy I knew. Hmm. Yeah. So the transformation had already begun in Rick. Amen. So Rick ended up uh, getting out, having a mentor, uh, and he's been out three years. He's married, has a family, owns a home, and he's very solidly employed. Wow. Hmm. That's Hearts awesome. transformed. Yeah. That's the yeah. heart and soul of the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So you're, you've talked now about what's happening in the prison and some stories. So let's talk about now your role in reentry. Yes. And let's talk about the church, how people get involved, what are the opportunities and the possibilities for those of you listening to explore different ways to get involved with prison fellowship? That's very important, uh, Jim. Um, there's two components to our program, the in-prison program, but then the reentry component. So whatever begins in prison has to be supported in transition. Um, so we two things we do. We have mentors who meet with our men and our women, men with men, women with women. And they meet six months before they leave. And we I supervise them. We work very closely with them. And they work meeting uh, once a week for about an hour and a half, build relationships with them, and help that person uh, make plans for their release. They can uh, maintain contact with each person six months, up to six months or longer after they get out. And what our mentees have told us is that having a mentor is, is really like having a confidence that someone is in your corner, yeah. mm -hmm. that they can count yeah. on yeah. when they go through many difficult things. The other component that's very important is what we call welcoming churches. There you go. Yeah. The idea that there's men and women who are, who are waiting for you, who want to help you when you get out. And we found that people who get out and get involved in churches and develop friendships do very well. And that's where the church can step up. So Absolutely. I know many of you out there are pastors, you're mature members of your church, prisonfellowship.org. You can get information there and, and how to take those first steps. Like water, we seek our own level. For many of you, that'll be prayer. Um, some of you will be able to financially support this work because mm -hmm. it takes a lot of fuel to fuel the kingdom. That's right. But also some direct places and ways for people to, to engage and get involved. And so, again, prisonfellowship.org. Other messages you have for folks listening today on well, we how they can Well, we always need mentors. We need people involved in welcoming churches. So if you could give me a call, if that's uh, something you're Perfect. interested in, my number is 612-462-0391. I'd love to talk to you more. And they could see that number again or find other ways through prisonfellowship.org. Yep, yeah. that's right. God bless you, Tom. I love you. 
the work that you do. And and again, you can you can find Frison Fellowship through the R3 Collaborate. That's R, the number three, collaborative.org. And Pastor George, or Pastor Dwight, Pastor <laughs> yes. George, Pastor Dwight, Prison Mission. Prison Mission Association, yes. And uh, what about the families and their children? Next week, we're oh, going to be talking right. about Angel Tree, Thank which you. is a part of Prison Fellowship. And we're just about out of time, but we want to have Tom's going to share a little bit of scripture yep. and close in prayer for us. But we, we're we so grateful for each and every yeah. one of you that are listening to the program. Let other people know, anybody that has addictions or know people that are incarcerated, listen to Prison Transformation Radio here on KKMS 980. Every Saturday. Every Saturday. All right. So bring us some word. All right. Psalm 68.6 says, The Lord sets the lonely in families. He leads the prisoners out with singing. Father, just thank you for our time together today. And Lord, I just thank you that you set people and families. You bring us love people with loved ones. And Lord, that you uh, set us free from the prisons of our sin, and you call us to go into the prisons to help people out of the physical settings. And you do that with joy. Lord, I just ask you to speak to the hearts of people listening and touch them today, Father. Yes. Thank you, Lord. God bless you, Tom. God bless all of you listening. God bless. We'll see you next week. Amen. Amen. Jesus.